Hello, and welcome to You Philosopher, the Valentine's Day edition. Today I want to talk with you about something very dear to my heart, chocolate. Chocolate is, of course, very popular for Valentine's Day. We sell something like 58 million pounds of chocolate over the course of Valentine's week, which is a whole heck of a lot of chocolate. And something like $448 million are spent on sweets over the course of Valentine's week. And much of many, many, many millions uh, are, of course, on chocolate. So what's the... <laughs> What's the other so I mean what possibly could be bad about that right? Well interestingly enough, uh, most of the chocolate that we purchase is in fact uh, you uh, presented to us sold to us by companies that use child slave labor. And when I say slave labor, I don't mean that uh, in the sense that many people kind of take it in a, in a, in a flippant kind of a way, right uh, in terms of oh, you're saying Nick that, People are paid really poorly, like in those sweatshops. But come on, over there in Africa, the the one dollar that they make a day—that's a lot of money—and they're really excited to have that money. And our businesses are providing a great opportunity for them. No, I do not mean like that. So aside from the fact that that's kind of silly in the first place, and these uh, you know sweatshops really, really, really do actually suck. In this particular case, we're talking about slave labor. In other words, people who are not paid for what they're doing and are beaten if they try to escape, if not killed. And they are treated as if their entire life revolves around the picking of chocolate. So a, the, okay, so the way that I found out about this was in fact, as a result of a series of lawsuits uh, that were put out somewhere around 2015. And the lawsuits were brought against Hershey's, Mars, and Nestle basically saying we would not have purchased their chocolate had we known that child slave labor was used. And that lawsuit was the result of people looking into it and investigating. We've been aware actually for a while, probably for about 15 or so years. No, well, more than that, I guess. Now, maybe close to 20 years. Uh, there's been a fair amount of information out there that we've largely ignored. Uh, the there's a documentary called Slavery, a Global Investigation. came out in 2000 and reported what the treatment of these children is like. Basically, which comes down to these children work literally from dawn to dusk. They spend their entire day, the only thing that they do is pick cocoa. There is no education for them. Children ranging from ages five to 11 are doing this. They are put in cages or put in sheds when they are not working. If they try to escape, they are beaten heavily. And they are beaten for about six months every day, kind of regardless of what they do which I can only assume is a psychological mechanism, right? So you, you have this child and they're doing, they, maybe they don't want to be there. And so what you do is you beat them every day, no matter if they do the job well or do the job poorly. And it breaks people of the belief that causation is really a thing, that they in fact can do right. It kind of just denies people hope. And one would think that since information about these child slaves picking cocoa and so that we can have chocolate came out that 
it would have gotten worse for the chocolate companies, which in some cases have said, you know, by uh, 2025, for instance, we will make a shift. But as of yet, we it, it really remains to be seen. You would think that it would have gotten better and the public would have had an outcry. But 2015, uh, the, the Payson Center for International Development of Tulane University put out a report showing that there's been a 51% increase in the number of child workers in the cocoa industry from 2013 to 2014 in comparison with 2008 and 2009. And those living in, in uh, slave-like conditions has increased 10% in the same time. So the report estimates that something like 1.4 million children ages 5 to 11 were working in agriculture in cocoa producing areas. So having said all of that, keeping in mind that of course children over the age of 11 are doing it, though that the, the, the major concern being that these, these are definitely categorically children, right? So wow, it's just a, an amazing realization. I mean, you can go look up photos of it, you can see them you know, carrying these hundreds of pounds, uh, bags, you know, some 10-year-old child doing this, and you think, well, holy shnikes, that, that, that's a terrible kind of Valentine's Day realization. And for me, it's mind-blowing because we have here, I think, in the States, a strong tendency to kind of respond to people who try to take our freedom very negatively, particularly when it comes to buying things. If someone tells us that we're not allowed to buy our Big Mac, whether they're a vegetarian or a health advocate, or someone tells us we're not supposed to be drinking our soda, like, we'll go buy more. Like, how dare you tell me not to smoke? I will go smoke more if you tell me not to smoke my cigarettes, gosh darn it. And so all the information that is out there about how bad things can be for us tends to just kind of annoy us more anyways, right? So, and that's not to say there aren't there, there aren't some things about chocolate in moderation that theoretically are good for us, particularly dark chocolate, right? Might have antioxidant properties, help reduce your chances of getting cancer if you eat a little bit of it, you know, on a regular basis. Um, some people argue that it kind of has antidepressant properties, though the, the things that we know that are bad for us about it, we really, really don't want to hear, right? So the processed sugar involved in this is absolutely mind-blowingly bad for us ranging from the fact that it, it, the processed sugar eaten with regularity results in like fat globules in the liver that can kill us to the diabetes that is becoming increasingly more common as a result of our sugar intake, to the mind-blowing uh, research that shows that sugar actually helps break down our DNA so we age faster when we eat sugar regularly um, and breaks down pathways in the brain. And all of that doesn't seem to bother us that much, right? We will buy our 58 million pounds of chocolate over Valentine's week, even though we know that it does a host of things to us, ranging from breaking down our brains to making us age faster. Only made worse by if it's slightly cheaper chocolate that uses something like high fructose corn syrup or something along those lines, sweets that do that. Uh, the high fructose, high fructose corn syrup, when it's not burned in the body, becomes LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol, right? The cholesterol that clogs your arteries and helps kill you, right? And so the fact that people are allowed to sell stuff that kills people, I guess should no longer come as a surprise to me here in the States. Because we don't view it as restricting buyers. We view it as if we stop 
uh, restricting sellers, we view it as restricting buyers, right? In other words, if we tell people not to sell something, we get annoyed because that's preventing us from being able to buy it. So it curtails our freedom. Even when the thing that's killing us is heavily addicted, it is really hard to give up processed sugar. I highly recommend if just for funsies, you try it, leaving yourself, leaving your health aside because it's actually much better for you not to eat it. But the fact that it's such a mind-blowing realization of how hard it is actually to give up, oh, just give up some sweets, Nick. No, 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 it's in everything. It, or, or at least in almost everything. If you try and give up sugar, you'll find yourself jonesing for it, not only because it's addictive, but it's in almost all of the different kinds of foods that we eat. So it's not just a matter of having to give up sweets and cookies and brownies and so on and so forth. It ends up being like giving up things like most crackers, uh, tomato sauce. So you might find yourself, for instance, oh man, I've given up, I've given up sweets, but I've had a serious hankering for pizza, like, or like I really want spaghetti. And you realize when you look at the sauce, you go, oh, wow, uh, it's uh, it's got processed sugar in it. No wonder why I was craving it. And the, the funny thing about that is the realization that it is in fact something that doesn't need the sugar to even be a good thing, right? The, the, the so some high-end spaghetti sauces, for instance, don't have processed sugar and they still taste fantastic, if not better, than the, the cheaper stuff with the processed sugar. So maybe maybe it's being put in food, and this is just my own like raging paranoia, because somewhere in the back of their heads, the people who are making it want us to be mildly addicted to the foods that they put out. And if you if and it's not addictive, you're competing. Right, if, if, you're, if your product isn't addictive, you're competing with people whose foods are addictive, you're not gonna make any money. And so let, we can leave all of that aside. Right, and go, Nick, how dare you infringe on my freedoms? And, 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 and all of the things about Valentine's Day that are kind of comic, ranging from the, the health issues involved to the fact that like, you know, St. Valentine was himself, you know, martyred, right, killed, <laughs> to the issues that come up with the kind of comedy of giving people flowers. Here, I love you, here are some flowers. You know, so basically what, we, what we've done is we've taken like the most beautiful things that we can find in nature and we've cut them, you know, we've killed them and we said, here's a corpse, enjoy, watch it slowly die, make sure to water it, you know. Um, and leaving that, you know, we can leave all of that, leaving the marketing issue, right, the concerns about is this something that's put out by Valentine's Day, is it promoted by greeting card companies, right? I mean, some of that stuff at the end of the day is probably not that bad, at least in terms of like some, maybe some of the marketing issues, right? Like whether or not St. You know, Valentine's Day is something that came about because of a beautiful love idea or something that came about really because people wanted to make money by selling greeting cards. It's a day dedicated to showing love for other people. And that's pretty fabulous. And so we can forgive, I would think, a fair amount of stuff from corporations' blatant greed uh, to, to the fact that they try and sell us stuff that we don't really need. Heck, we can probably even go, you know, a couple of times a year eating something that's killing us isn't that big a deal. But to slave children, that seems like a hard one to get past. It's weird to realize that if something like 400 and 48 million dollars are spent on sweets, much of that being chocolate. Just in the week for Valentine's, what we don't think about is if you look at a charity like UNICEF, which is specifically dedicated to helping children, well, they could do something like for $1 provide a child with 
like something like a month's worth, uh, maybe two weeks worth of clean water. And without the clean water, these children die in like painful ways. Like look up the disease trichinosis, like really, really nasty ways to die. So like with that $1, let's say you could buy a month's worth of clean water for a, a child who otherwise won't have it and will likely suffer horribly and die. That, so that $448 million that we spend could literally translate into 448 million months of, of clean water for uh, children. So 448 million children for one month or, you know, however you want to divide it up. It's years, years and years for for children to not have to suffer horribly. And so, of course, the comedy is is instead, what do we do? We buy the chocolate that is produced by companies that use child slaves. So those children who themselves will probably never taste chocolate in their lives. No one's going to go up to them and give them a Valentine's Day present. Tomorrow, on Valentine's Day, the children who picked our chocolate will not get Valentine's. They'll get beaten <laughs> instead. One can't help but wonder that on this, if, if, if only for one day, one day, if we were going to say that we had a day that was dedicated to love, and one can only presume beyond romantic love, but a day dedicated to love, that we couldn't find ourselves in a situation where we'd be willing to, I don't know, buy fair trade chocolate, just for one, one, one day. I mean, it would do amazing things for the fair trade industry, right? Fair trade being companies that don't use slaves and that pay a fair wage for the work. That on... You would wonder if, if, if only on that one day we couldn't find ourselves, find it within ourselves to, to buy something that doesn't use child slaves. So that when we can say to the person we love most in the world, here, no, no five-year-old slave fingers have touched this. No 10-year-old slave chil children's tears have washed it. This is how much I love you that I was willing to spend a dollar more so that you could have a gift from my heart that didn't require, require torturing some child so that it could be a little cheaper. So with that, I hope you have a lovely week and a very happy St. Valentine's Day.